You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, Mama friends. Welcome to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. Today's episode is going to focus on some of my favorite topics that really, in my honest opinion, belong together. Without one, you really can't have the other. Those topics are productivity and wellness. Ugh, I kind of wish the title of the show sounded a little less businessy. I don't know, maybe I just think that because I presented this once to a corporate audience. Or maybe I just wish I had a catchier name here. But anyway, you know me. I'm going to tell it like it is and keep it real AF. So let's go. Okay, so first off, I want to get started by asking you a question. It has to do with the many roles we have as working moms or the many hats we wear, however you want to think of it. I know me personally, I have a lot of roles in my life. I'm a mom of four boys. I'm also a wife to one man. No polygamous marriage happening around here, but if you're listening and you're in one, good for you, girl. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a corporate executive. Right now, as I record this episode, we are still in the midst of the global pandemic, so I am currently a childcare provider. I'm a homeschool teacher. I'm a chef. I'm a house cleaner. Maybe I should have asked this question more along the lines of what are not your roles, but we're already knee-deep in this shit, so let's just go. Okay, I bet if you're thinking about your own life, you can relate to a lot of roles mentioned here and maybe even add some of your own. Are you the PTA president? Are you the Uber driver for your kids? Are you a caregiver for your parents or a volunteer at your church or temple? I mean, the list goes on and on. So take inventory here and think about all your roles. What are they? What are all the hats you're wearing? What are all the roles you're playing in the current season of your life? The reason I ask you this question is because as working moms, it is often inevitable that all these roles can lead to overwhelm in our lives. You've got a lot of balls in the air and sometimes it probably feels like you're trying to juggle them all at once while focusing on 17 other things besides that juggling. Does this sound familiar? It is so easy to get caught up in everything and feel like you are just scratching the surface on anything and everything you're trying to do. I once heard this joke about parents with four kids, but I also think it can apply to probably all parents who were faced with this impossible pandemic parenting situation when it all started. So imagine you're swimming in a really tumultuous ocean, 
treading water, barely staying afloat, out of breath, muscles aching, losing steam fast. And then someone hands you a baby or a pandemic. Wow. Holy shit. I mean, that can feel pretty overwhelming, right? Now, I'm not saying this feeling isn't legitimate and you're wrong for feeling it. Far from it. But as someone who's been there, I want to tell you what I've learned from some awesome mentors out there. One being the amazing Marie Forleo. And Marie says this simple, simple phrase that has changed the way I feel about overwhelm and really diminished how often I actually experience it myself. Marie says, overwhelm is a choice. That's it. Super simple and super powerful. You either choose to feel overwhelmed or you don't. Boom. Mind blowing. So what does this mean? I know all the skeptics right now are like, what girl? It cannot be that easy. Well, first, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean having less stuff to do or having less kids to take care of or having a less stressful job. It simply means you choose to not feel totally inundated by a massive list of to-dos and instead you prioritize and calmly do things one by one. So a very rudimentary but also simple example of this is let's take when you go to the supermarket. Let's say you're walking down the bread aisle. There are a lot of bread choices to choose from. Do you look at all the bread and think, oh my God, I don't know. There are just too many options. Do I choose white or wheat, gluten-free or fat-free, organic or not? You could really stress yourself out in this situation. Or you could walk down the aisle like a boss Know you want a package of Dave's Killer Bread, the yellow one. Find it, get it, drop it in your shopping cart, and move the fuck on. Overwhelm is a choice. You either choose it or you don't. I stopped choosing overwhelm a while ago, and I have to say, I rarely get to that point. Even with a lot of shit to do. Even with four kids not going to school right now even with an often high-pressure job, even with all of it. Overwhelm is a choice. Next thing I want to bring up on this topic regarding productivity and wellness is one of my personal favorites, time. All of us have a really interesting relationship with time. We kind of dislike it, honestly. We feel like it flies when we're having fun, like it takes too long when we're doing something boring, like there's never enough of it. Do you know the four words moms say almost every day when it comes to time? Think about it. Any any ideas? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. I don't have time. These are the four words most moms say every day when it comes to time. I don't have time. Think about yourself. Do you say this often? I used to say this ad nauseum. I used to even believe it. But then I changed something. I started replacing the phrase, I don't have time, with the phrase, it's not 
a priority to me. All right, I'm going to give you some examples. I don't have time to work out versus working out isn't a priority to me. I don't have time to cook dinner versus cooking dinner isn't a priority to me. I don't have time to play Legos with my son versus playing Legos with my son isn't a priority to me. Replacing this phrase is going to do one of two things for you. It's going to either make you feel in control of how you're spending your time, thus more confident in your decisions that you're making, or it's going to make you feel guilty and icky about not prioritizing things that are actually important to you, thus giving you a kick in the ass to make some changes in how you're using your time. When you think about how you spend your time as prioritizing the things that are important to you, you are 100% more likely to get the important things done versus the non-important things. Thus, your productivity is going to increase tremendously. Next, I want to talk about multitasking. There is a lot of controversy out there when it comes to multitasking. A lot of experts say not to multitask. But in my opinion, a lot of these experts, I imagine, have personal assistants or a team of nannies and housekeepers, maybe even a personal chef. They have a lot of support. I, for one, do not currently have most of those things. Okay, any of those things. I'm just a regular mom like you, staring at my to-do list, wishing I could go to sleep and wake up with it magically done. Most days, it seems like we can't even attempt to get through it if we're not doing five things at once. How will I fit it all in? As a working mama, the multitask feels inevitable. And me personally, I definitely do multitask, contrary to what a lot of successful people out there say negatively about it. The thing is, though, I don't multitask everything. I choose wisely what I want to multitask, and I choose by asking myself if something is important or not. The important things, the things that need my full brain power, get solo tasked. The meetings, the brainstorming, the content development, the coaching calls, the playing with my children, the eating dinner as a family. The non-important things, the things that do not require my full brain power, those things get multitasked. The laundry, the commute, if I'm not driving, obviously. The dishes, calling the internet provider, waiting on hold for 20 minutes, all of that. I know it seems counterproductive to not multitask something, but realistically, If something is important, the multitasking is going to leave so much more room for error, causing a ton more time to be spent on cleaning up the mess rather than just having invested the extra few minutes from the start to focus solely at the task at hand. And on the other side of that, if I don't fault all my kids' t-shirts the exact same way because I'm also on Amazon Prime ordering school supplies and diapers, I'm probably not going to care that much. So my mantra when it comes to multitasking is this, multitask the mindless, solo task the mindful. 
multitask the mindless, solo task the mindful. You will not go wrong if you follow this rule when it comes to multitasking. Trust me. Okay, so, so far we have touched upon three important factors when it comes to productivity. We've talked about overwhelm, we've talked about prioritization of time, and we've talked about multitasking. These topics are all crucial in understanding and gaining control and feeling like you have a real handle on your productivity. But we're missing a crucial piece of this. It's another one of my favorite words, and it also starts with the letter P. Get your mind out of the gutter, girl. It is plan, P-L-A-N, plan. Yes, planning is so crucial when it comes to productivity. Here's why. Now, yes, I am a planner, but girl, I am also a mom, a busy mom. So I don't want my planning to A, take up a lot of my time, and B, become so detailed and cray, it's nearly impossible to stick to it. So my best advice to you when it comes to being your most productive self and utilizing planning to get there is simply this. Each night before you go to sleep, take a few minutes to plan your next day. And when I say this, I don't mean every detail. You probably already have things on your calendar that are set and accounted for. You probably, you know, have a list of things never-ending to-do list of things that, you know, you're just checking off and things you want to get done. But what I mean is this, all the tasks on your to-do list, all the things that are just sitting there anxiously waiting to be crossed off the list, taking off precious space in your expensive brain real estate, what I want you to do is this, look at that list, choose three things, three things, maybe the most important ones, Uh, or the most time-sensitive ones, whatever those are, write those three things down. And then those three things are the things you will absolutely get done the next day. No questions asked, come hell or high water, those are the things you focus on. Those are the things you plan to do, you commit to doing, you will without a doubt get done the following day. You're going to hold yourself accountable And the simple act of writing those mini goals down and planning to get them done is a huge step and motivator in your actually doing them. That's it. Not complicated, super simple. You go to sleep with a clear head. You got three things you're going to focus on the next day. And you wait and see how productive you're going to be. Now, you can do this in any old notebook or pretty journal or even on a ripped half receipt uh, using a half-eaten crayon. I don't care. Do it however you can do it. But me personally, I'm going to take a minute here to plug my awesome journal planner because this book has daily guided pages to help you complete this task along with some other prompts to get you reflecting on your day and prioritizing your tasks and yourself for the following one. I use this book religiously, and I know a lot of moms out there swear by it. It's basically a mom's productivity and wellness Bible workbook, if one ever existed. 
I highly recommend this tool. It takes no more than 15 minutes to use per night and will totally set you up for success, not only in being your most productive self, but also being your happiest self. The book is called Word to Your Mother, A Mama's Guide to Journal Today and Slay Tomorrow. And I'm linking it in today's show notes. So head on over when you're done listening and be sure to order yours if you're really ready to level up your productivity and wellness, girl. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled programming here. Let's jump back to those roles we were chatting about at the start of this episode. Think back to those roles, all those roles you have. Remember, you can't do any of those roles well if you're not well. For example, when you're sick, you're not functioning at 100% capacity. You're physically moving slower. Your brain is foggy. You aren't your best self. And even if you're not physically ill, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not treating yourself well, you just can't be your best self. So you can't put forth your best output. You can't feel as awesome as you should be feeling. Ever hear that expression, you cannot pour from an empty cup? It's so freaking true. Fill your cup, whatever that means to you. What is something that makes time fly by so quickly you can hardly believe it? What is something that makes you laugh so hard your cheeks hurt? What is something that changes your mood from a tired and resentful mom to a grateful and fulfilled mom. Figure out what that means to you and then do more of that. Here are some examples of things that to me or perhaps to you equate to treating yourself well. Eating healthy, eating chocolate, exercising. Usually the aftermath is my favorite part, but still. Catching up with a friend, either on the phone or in person. Listening to my favorite podcast or a great audiobook. Cooking something amazing that my whole family actually eats. Taking care of my body. Think Manny, Petty, shaving, hair mask, face mask, foot mask, hand mask. Yes, they literally make masks for like any part of your body. It's true. I could go on and on and on. And the reality is this is different for everyone. So figure out what fills your cup. Extroverts are fueled by people. Introverts are fueled by alone time. Get to know yourself. Really get to know yourself and figure out what taking care of you feels like. Then do more of that. Not only will you be able to be your most productive self, You are going to feel so damn good doing it because when you feel good, you do good. Your energy is more positive, your output is more fruitful, your brain is more creative, and you're overall just happier. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening to our productivity and wellness episode today. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear your feedback please take a couple minutes to leave a review for the show on whatever platform you're listening from. And please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an update. 
Thanks for listening, mamas. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.